Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. today's show today is the second of july we are walking into a holiday weekend in california and i know it's only thursday but i guess we can start starting earlier and earlier when there's holidays even though the fourth of july is not until saturday um but it's not going to be blaring hot thank god it's at least overcast in the morning but um it's supposed to be a busy weekend even though everything's kind of reclosing down. Our numbers are going up. Uh, The coronavirus is hitting. It's not a dream. It's real. Um, It's been hitting over and over again. But for some reason, there's a dispute whether or not it's real, numbers or not. So just be careful. Do your best. Take care of yourself. We all know what that means. And sometimes there's like a little, a little, interesting energy going on, you know, about tempting fate and maybe not taking care of yourself while you're out there when we already know how it's spread. So just pay attention to paying attention. It's our lives. And right now, life seems to be extremely fragile. Again, not a dream. It's something that's been in my mind for a couple of days about how fragile everything has become. Um, Just our infrastructure, our infrastructure, our system, our politics, our views, everything feels like all or nothing right now. And so it's hard for people to figure out where we fit in, into this entire new mess that we find ourselves in. And yet around it is so much beauty, very helpful people and beautiful people and you know, doing things for each other and communities coming together and small towns coming together and people wanting to fight for the greater good. And just seeing all of this happen at once, it's it's something we haven't seen as a country in my lifetime. Even with all the stuff I have seen, I've never seen this. Everyone keeps saying this is unprecedented, and it is. And it's interesting because we've internalized it in a way that we bring it, we bring it to the table of our dreams. And I also wanted to ask if the people in the chat can tell me if I sound the normal way I always sound because I have new headphones, so I am like hands-free. I was using like the house phone so it would be clear but my hands weren't free and so just let me know if i just sound the same because i hope that these are my answer okay so i have some dreams today i'm gonna get started with one off of the i dig your soul radio page 
and it is from Maria Dulce, and she says, good morning, Nadia. Please, if there is time, I have a dream. No, you sound a bit different, but it's okay. You sound the same. Okay, so I just turned the thing so hopefully it will sound better. As long as I don't sound farther away or less clear, that's what I want to know because I have this loud, big voice. And if you can't hear it, it does you no good. So just let me know if it gets better along the way. Um, I did turn them in my ears to see if it will catch my voice better. So here's the dream. One of the rooms, oh wait, we were visiting a friend in a nursing home. In real life, she is having end of life care. One of the rooms was empty. It had white walls, no paint, no wallpaper on them. I noticed as I looked closer that all around the room on each wall, there were small cockroaches going upward in constant straight order with steady separation between them. They appeared from the bottom of the wall and disappeared at the top. They were doing their own thing. Nobody seemed to notice or bother about it. I wasn't bothered either, but I thought it was odd to have cockroaches in that way and in that. The other rooms had a pink-looking wallpaper. On our way back, left front tier of the car went flat. My husband, oh, the tire of the car went flat. My husband had enough. I told him, no problem. I will drive it to the garage. We changed seats. He made himself comfortable to have a nap and covered his head with his jacket. As I was getting into the driver's seat, I noticed that the car was very small and it was covered with huge green leaves, but I managed to get into it and I drove off. End of dream. Thank you always. Lots of love to everyone. So this dream even though it encompassed real-life events, your husband, your friend in the nursing home, you're the one who's walking around noticing everything. You're catching all the small details that people aren't noticing, aren't seeing, are just too involved in what's going on to pay attention. But you have this ability Pay attention to everything at once, even to the point where your husband can't handle something, you take over. You're in the room. You notice these cockroaches aren't bothering anyone, so you don't do anything about it. They're disappearing as they go to the top. So you figure they're just doing their thing. You're going to leave them alone, even though it may have surprised you. Then you guys have a flat tire, and that surprises you. You're like, hey, got it. I got it. Can't take it. I'll take over. But what's really happening in here, it's all about strength. It's about choosing. Choosing your battles. Choosing the things that you may agree or disagree with. Knowing that you have those choices allowed you to look at everything as, okay, I can do this. Okay, do that. There is a huge 
reckoning. When internally you come to terms with the fact that you go from being panicked about life, since about life, and then to action in that acceptance. And this dream is telling you that no matter what, someone's passing, you accept it. No matter what's going on around it, you accept it. You can see it. You're not making a big deal. You're not screaming, oh, my God, there's cockroaches in the room. You're going, oh, that's odd. What are they doing here? And why are they here? And why is this room all white? And why isn't the other room? This is the end of her life. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'll do. And you get to the car, you have a flat tire. It's actually pretty hard to drive on a flat tire. I've done it before. But you're like, no problem. I have a plan. Your husband just can't take enough anymore, even though he didn't even see what you saw in that room. He made himself comfortable, covered his head, made the world go away, and you took over. You noticed the car was smaller, but you still took the challenge. You noticed it was covered with huge green leaves. Like, you know, problems used to be camouflaged. Problems used to try to give you obstacles. And now you're like, ah, there's leaves on the car. Car feels smaller, but I'm going to get into it, and I've got, I've got to take care of this. So you are now looking at a problem and not letting anything get in your way of why you were there and what you were doing and even why you were doing it. So this is a great dream of like this maturing process in facing issues. And it gave you two challenges. One was end of life, which is normally very, very stressful, which it is. I know. I've been in that position a few times in my lifetime. And it also gave you like a real-time, oh, inconvenience, a flat tire, which after seeing someone like that, you'd think, well, what more? And then you get that. But you faced it as though it were a brand-new challenge. It was separate from the other one. You didn't pile them up like, oh, my gosh, first I'm coming to see someone, and then this happens. And then sometimes I even have people say, no, maybe it's bad luck if I do this or I do that. So this dream is all about emotional growth, emotional, the depth of your resources, the feelings that you feel with the resources that you have, making the best of every situation, even though it doesn't look like the best because we think the best is like, woohoo, it's great. It's just regular life and you're saying, oh, wow, and this is going on and oh, wow, that's going on. Okay, but I don't need to pay attention to that. So that's a great dream, and you probably feel it already in your life that you're doing that, or you would not have had this dream that put it all in order for you. But it's also good to hear this because now anything that comes up, you're going to be like, wow, I have that maturity. I have that, that growth. I've earned my way into seeing my solutions and seeing my issues become what they've 
they've been wanting to be all this time instead of me freaking out or feeling like the whole world is going to end that I got this, not a big deal. And it's not minimizing the situations. It's, it's actually blowing up how you, how you take care of it. It's putting on blast your method to the madness that we have in life. So that's a great dream to really pay attention to. So thank you for sending that in. I have another dream, and I think it's anonymous. Yep, it is. It says, good morning, Nadia. I really missed the show. That was last week because I was off for a week. And I hope you are doing something more fun instead. Well, I don't know about more fun than the show because I love doing the show. So maybe for next Thursday, an anonymous dream. I dreamt of a snake. I know it is growth and rebirth renewal. It was really big and had a beautiful light blue color. But I was afraid of it to try to catch it and ran away. But I had to come back and deal with it. Last thing I remember, the snake was in my chair and I was and I caught it in a sack but couldn't remove it from the chair. Then I looked around in my room wondering whose room it was and why I would accept that for myself. I knew I wanted to be somewhere else, but I didn't know how to leave. I had a feeling I, you understand, and something is coming up, but I know I am scared because I cannot see clearly right now. Outside, I look happy and calm. Inside, and listening carefully to my inner voice all the time. Stay safe and happy. Much love. Okay, so in this dream where you're talking about growth and rebirth, that you know that's what a snake means, and that's what it means because it sheds its skin in its form, and it's brand new, right? So it's always getting new skin. So it was really big, and it was a beautiful light blue color. That's how you want to see life. But you were scared of it because you want change, but you also want to control what that change is. Dream is telling you you cannot control it. You might be able to bag the snake, but what do you do with it once you bag it? Think about that. What do you do with it once you bag it? So your inner growth is telling you that life, do your best every day, and your best will be tomorrow too. But if we try to control what we're going to learn, we want to see exactly where we're going to go. That's like someone telling you the future, which nobody can. Because of free will, no one can tell you the future. You have to trust that in your world, you can make decisions every single day with what you have. You can plan to have the best life. You can work towards the things you want. That would be a normal way, a normal progression in growing. You want to lose weight. You have to start by eating less today. It's not going to show up for months. 
thinking it will. So you, you have to see where you're going in those respects. But when it comes to the kind of change that you think about, I've read your dreams before, and it's like all these new starts, new starts, new starts. And life isn't about everything flipping over in one shot. So bagging the snake, Holding back your renewal, your rebirth, your growth in a way. It's like you're holding your breath until the changes come, and then you just magically think you're going to know what to do. And that's why you feel that inner turmoil, even though everything looks good on the outside. Because you're holding your breath, waiting for your life to change. Sentence about outside, I look happy and calm, but inside, what are you saying about yourself on the inside? You're just on your toes, listening to that inner voice. You're always preoccupied. And it keeps you from being in the moment. It's hard. And I met many people who had great cover stories so happy on the outside. But to get to know them, you find out that that's not real. They're, they're really not sure where to go and what to do on the inside because they need to join their two minds together. In Maria's dream, there was a deep acceptance of her ability to now face what presents itself in her life. And in your dream, you're saying, you know, I know what a snake means. I got that. I'm afraid of it. So a part of you holds back the change. A part of you tries to figure out the change. And a part of you wants to run away. but you still have to deal with yourself. Because once you bag the snake, what do you do with it? Do you hold back your growth? Do you allow it? Are you scared of it? Do you just want to capture it like it's a commodity of some kind? Then you go, well, what am I doing? Well, I bagged the snake. That's what I was doing. I guess I should be happy. But I'm still not really happy. It may look like it on the outside, like, wow, I'm victorious. I caught the snake. But inside, I'm trying to hear what's really going on. And what's really going on is to take a breath. Just breathe. I want to take a breath for you. I want to say, hey. Let the snake go. Let it be free so you could be free. The fact that you saw it tells you that you can also grow and and face rebirth and renewal. But you don't have to own everything. You don't have to capture everything. It's not going to do anything to you or for you. Beautiful to look at and acknowledge the message that it brings. That's why once you caught it, 
You didn't know what to do with it because it wasn't yours to do anything with. Let it live its life. And the bigger question is, did you capture your life and put it in the bag and stick it in a room? And waiting for the new life to come in and replace it, whatever that could mean? Because what this is telling you is, is that the question I would ask myself is, am I postponing my life waiting for it? Do I not, not acknowledge today on the inside and outside, waiting for this new life to come and change my life, to give me the answers I've been looking for all my life. It really isn't that easy. That's why I do this show every day. If Christ did not talk to me, Every single day, I would not have learned. I had to even have a couple of years of just getting over the fact I was never alone and someone could hear my brain. And that I also could hear him. It was like so intrusive in the beginning. Every thought I had, everything I was doing was being not just like questioned because Christ wasn't a questioner. It was just a standby. It was after I made my decisions, after my free will was put in play, after all that happened, things were explained to me. Not answers, just explanations that accompanied the experiences I was having. It's not about waiting. You died today or I died today. What are we waiting for? Because tomorrow isn't here. So if tomorrow was going to bring us this new life that we're holding our breath for, we missed it. Breathing is so important because it brings you back to your core, to your darth, as Christ would say in Origins of Truth. Brings you back to that. We start to remember who you are. We start to feel a certain level of patience that we can easily forget day to day. Especially now that things are reopening and things are closing and things are going back and forth. We don't know where, where it is. The rest of the world is doing great and America is just burning up on so many levels. And yet, we still, on a day-to-day, have to survive. The people who live here have to find a way to live here amidst the chaos and amongst the chaotic and the anger and the pent-up anger and the denial of the issues. 
but I'm not going to wait for tomorrow to make me happy because today the happiness is already available if I choose to pay attention to it. Think about what I just said. If I choose to pay attention to it. And it's hard in the beginning when you're waiting for that magical moment to come and change your life because you've invested a lot in that idea. And that's apparent by your dream. But that investment can also be divested. You can walk it back to, hey, I'm going to just start, start. I don't need to make a whole scene about meditating. I don't need to make a whole scene that I went and sat somewhere by myself for hours or days because that, again, is a way of postponing. Like, look, I've done this, so now this should happen. And if it doesn't happen, you're just upset. All the way in. I went through a period where when I first saw Christ, which I thought was hilarious, I think it's hilarious now, but at the time I didn't. I thought it was the way I should be. When he told me everything that I needed to do and how I needed to do it, I didn't understand most of it at the time. But I was waiting for him to show up. Because I said, okay, you're coming, come. The world needs you. Well, as life went on now, 18 years later, I found out in every stage the world needed him, needs him. Not just then, probably more today than ever. And that may be true even more tomorrow. But I was waiting for him to show up and do the work for me because I didn't understand what kind of work I would have had to do. I didn't know yet that I had to experience from hell to high water. We live like in life so that I can understand all the different areas of mind. So when I speak to people, I know what they're talking about. I had to write the books first and pretty much understand them more later. And every single day, if I open up Origins of Truth on any given page, it means more today to me than it did when I wrote it. I have to say he wrote it because I'm still learning from him every time I open that book. If you see my book, it is like got papers in it. It's it's just, it looks like a well-worn or an old blanket or a well-worn coat or something. It just looks so withered because I use it so much. So if you can think of life as an ongoing process and not a jackpot, where at the end of the day, you're going to win this jackpot and, oh, I'm so disappointed the jackpot didn't hit today then that just means you're going to live a life where what you think on the outside is different than what you're doing on the inside. But by breathing 
learning acceptance of the day, of the moment, that this is your jackpot. Today is your jackpot. You can then participate in your life, the life you've been given, differently and more wholeheartedly. Not that every day is a disappointment because all the bells and whistles didn't pop today. They are popping. The fact that you woke up with a life is popping. So don't overlook the gifts you have waiting for the gifts you don't have. Enjoy the gifts that you have in live time. You guys, I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Thank you for your dreams. They're very insightful. I really appreciate that you send them in. I will see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.